The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hi, and thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show, which is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters who we call the Super Ranters. For more information on how you can become a Super Ranter and listen to the Sun Ranto Show early and ad-free, join our Patreon campaign and support us at patreon.com slash sunranto. Do it today, and you'll never have to hear me ask you again. Here's the show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. With Michael. Sunrento. And Crawley. Sunrento and the love of a loser. Sunrento. With Michael. Sunrento. And Crawley. Sunrento and the love of a loser. Sunrento. Sun Ranto! Ladies and gentlemen, I doth protest. What the fuck is a Crawley and why is his name in my song or its name, may I presume? <laughs> Where have I gone from my song? Fuck you all. I, I'll put you in the song eventually, but you, you got to do at least a month of shows before I, I start I, going back to the studio to record I, a whole new Sun Ranter theme song. There's a, there's another song. It exists already. And I was in a coma. I see how you treat me. <laughs> I was out for two weeks in a coma and you, 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 you just replace me. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I replaced you, but I, with, uh, with Crawley, who's got his own show, the Fly the W podcast. Make sure you check that that yeah, one out. You know what, Danny? He had your Crawley's favorite guy Boga on the other day. Mentioned you in their theme song. What's that? It, I said Crawley's show doesn't mention you in their theme song. I think you're doing it the wrong way. Yeah, I I, I need to be mentioned in more theme songs. That is the key to success. <laughs> but I I will mention that we are brought to you by our 112. Patreon supporters, thank you for being a Patreon patron and being our first regular show of the month. We are giving away the Patreon prize of the month, which is none other. We're going to talk about whether we think he's a good manager or not a little bit later. It's in the show notes. A David Ross bobblehead. Uh, It's going to be given away right now. Let me share the wheel of names. And we're going to pick somebody from our Patreon list. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Wheel it. Wheel it. Drum roll. Let's get some. The wheel of names. The wheel of names. The wheel of names. Who will win? Who will win? Who will win? The winner is Josh Oberheide. Or Oberhide. As they, they, Uber, uh, Uber he day, Uber he day. <laughs> um, congratulations, Josh. You have won the, well, this is kind of funny because I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show before, but this is a 2020 bobblehead series. So the Cubs aren't even making new bobbleheads. They're just, 
you know, these are just leftover from Ross's first year. Like the only reason he's probably still manager is because they had these bobbleheads and they were like, let's get they were these like, well, we got to use these fucking things before we fire them. Make sure it's yeah, the first it's, half of the season. Hey, it's going to be worth even more. That's a million dollar bobblehead because. 2020 didn't even exist as a baseball year. What an amazing year 2020 was for all of us. <laughs> Just really want to remember. And as always, it's chance for a chance time. If you put hashtag chance with a capital C into the chat, you could win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me. Uh, so do when you, that when now. Gonna, when are you going to run out of those? Uh, well, I only have... I guess maybe about 15 left. So I think I could get through the year maybe. All right. So uh, Bill Suga says, bobblehead, it's a fucking puppet. (laughs) (laughs) Puppet of the front office. Uh, Angel Moreno says, hire Ozzie Guillen. You know what? If we're going to have a bad year, like I don't want to have a beloved guy like David Ross out there. Let's have Ozzie Guillen out there. Just like, you know, throwing bases at the players on the other team. Let's get more motherfuckers through the microphones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just mic him up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, don't mic up any of the players on the field. Like, I'm, first of all, I hate that. But uh, second, but let's have uh, just Ozzy Gee and Cam. That's what I want. Um, and so- <laughs> I, I love, I, I love, I love when they mic up the players because someday, someday, something horrible is going to happen, and I can't wait to see it. No, yeah, yeah they're, just- they're going to be they're going to be talking to the player in the middle of a play, and he's going to take a line drive right to the fucking skull because he's not paying attention. Oh, I guess it wasn't horrible like that, but uh, fucking Patrick Wisdom missed a ball yesterday yeah. because they were talking to him. Just well, I don't know that he fucking mi- missed it. I don't know that he missed it. Like it was, but I agree. I thought to myself, my first thought was like, he missed it because of that stupid microphone. He, and then I watched it again. I was like, well, it's kind of a hard hit ball, you know, like maybe. It is, but he it. didn't even make like any real sort of effort because he was distracted when it hit. I agree. I hate it. Personally, I hate it. Um, so, but first, I just want to start out here. It's going to take real quick. But uh, Club Four Hundred Wrigleyville opened up uh, down in uh, well Wrigleyville, just over on Gray Street. And it, this is Stuart McVicker's uh, new apartment that he and he turned it into a Cubs cave, but by Wrigley. He's already got the one in Lake in the Hills where he hosts all the players. Like Stroman was just there a couple weeks ago, and this time. He just knocked it out of the park yet once again. So I'm going to put up a few pictures. This is basically it's, it's the gr- a ground floor apartment, but he's got TVs everywhere, high top tables uh, branded with Club 400. He's a great place to watch the game. I, I took this after everybody went to the game, except for a few of us that watched it there. But uh, I'm going to scroll. Through. Here's the kitchen. They had a nice little barbecue for us out there. They fed everybody burgers and dogs and stuff. Um Frank Schwindel was there earlier in the morning. Uh, he signed the wall, Frank the Tank, and hammering, um, hammering, hammering a couple beers before we went to the field. <laughs> exactly. Middle seat, Double. Frank. And then uh, we and you, Ray Burris. He's a big Club Four Hundred guy. He's always at almost all the events. He signed the wall too. First Cub here, he signed it. And um, they signed it on the wall, Silver Mark. And then, as you can see, he's got like trophy cases. Couple more tables. You got the beer fridge over there, a giant Wrigley Field home of the Cubs with two TVs embedded in it. I mean, it's just like it's basically a house party that you can go hang out at. Yeah, that is that's awesome. You can kind of get the perspective. It's like a railroad apartment sort of thing. It's only one bedroom, but it's more about just having a place to hang out before the game. 
Michael, this is our future. Danny at 70. He's like, so I, uh, I, I went to Spain last month. Do you want to see my slideshow? And then we're going to sit there for six hours. He's like, and this was the toilet at the first hotel. Yeah. And this was the toilet at the second hotel. Aren't they amazing? And here's the bidet. <laughs> but, um, but no. Here's and- me using the bidet. The the thing <laughs> the thing I wanted to point out is that uh, later, well, between games, Ricketts showed up. Okay, now I didn't know this was going to happen. Uh, otherwise, I would have gotten way more hammered and had the the uh, the bravery that our friend Crawley had to just corner Ricketts in the kitchen and ask him questions for like I mean the poor guy just Crawley's in his face asking question after question. But um, uh, I got this. Uh, Ricketts did sign the wall. And uh, he was a little little drunk when he did it, but let me show you the video of this. The John Hancock. So he's going yeah, go real play. big on go that wall. Go home. Boom. Just really feeling himself. He scrawled it in like basically four-inch high letters. Yep, I was totally thinking uh, the John Hancock thing too. That's why I called him John Hancock. But it's it's just but. It's funny, later on in the night, I go back there, and Kathy Weedley, who did a lot of the art, artistic, artistic design of, uh, of Club 400, um, she was complaining because Ricketts, it's one of those paint, silver paint pens, and she was complaining because she looked on the wall, and there's just drips, because he went so big, and he pressed so hard, and then there's just drips all down the wall that's on the ground, like, this place just opened, and Ricketts already wrecked it. <laughs> so and uh one care. thing and one thing we were making fun of matt Cameron was around uh the famous artist matt Cameron, and i said what was it that we were laughing about ricketts saying in the kitchen when crawley was grilling him and crawley was grilling or somebody was grilling him about uh why not signing carlos correa or somebody like that and i said what was that that he said matt and matt texted me back he goes ricketts told us yesterday we would have had to give up the seventh pick in the second round if we wanted someone that would help like correa (laughs) so you know what goes on at Club Four Hundred usually stays at Club Four Hundred, but I just had to share that in, that little uh, quote with you because I know Tom's not watching the show yet. He doesn't tune until eight thirty. <laughs> he doesn't but, tune in until the guests show up. Yeah, but either way, we had a great time on uh, on on Saturday. Mother, mother has to get him out of the tub and and dry off his rubber ducky <laughs> before he can listen to the Sun Ranto show. So, and the other thing we did on Saturday is we gave Joe Cal- Kilgallen, friend of the show, great guy, hilarious comedian. He um he lost his dad at the end of this past winter. And oh, one yeah, one one thing we did with the Sun Ranto, uh, the uh, condolence or the Mike Leonard condolence jersey, which if you're not a part of that on Facebook, you should be. It's a place we all help each other out. Uh, we commissioned Matt Cameron to do a uh, painting, a drawing of Matt's dad, and Matt was in town on Saturday. We caught both games uh, with his lovely fiance Kelsey and. Um, Matt, because Matt was there and I knew Joe was available in the day, we met up at Club 400 opening and we gave Matt the drawing. So he posted today on the Mike Leonard condolences jersey. And here's a picture of the the art piece that Matt did. 
for uh, Joe and his family. He said, I want to thank Danny Rock and all of you from the bottom of my heart. I will cherish this piece by Matt Cameron for the rest of my life. It means the world to me. And like, we just kind of, we didn't do it publicly. We just kind of went on the back porch and, you know, gave it to him and talked about our dads and baseball. <laughs> that and- sounded way dirtier than you meant it. Yeah, we, we did it on the back porch. We, we went on the back porch and we gave it to him. <laughs> so anyway, it was a it was a fun filled weekend and a baseball filled weekend. Uh, but uh, b- before we get into the baseball, I think we should bring on our guest if uh, she's ready to come on. Uh, we're going to have her on a little bit later, but she's early. So let's talk about the Cubs Cardinals series with infield fly girl, fresh Hi. back from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, 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 infield, I don't think you know Crawley's daddy, Lyle. How you doing? <laughs> Hi, Lyle. How are you? Um, so, um, so w- welcome to the Sun Ranto show and let's get into this Cardinal series a little bit. We lost three of the five games. Uh, the Cubs could have won two of the losses, got our asses handed to us in the, in the Stroman game. Uh, we saw a lot of the Cubs younger pitchers go up there. We, uh, got our asses handed to us by Brendan Donovan, who I've never heard of before this weekend. Uh, Their creative player machine. Yeah. Well, we were joking before the show that uh, we were trying to think because he looks just like Harrison Bader. So I was out in the outfield screaming at uh, Brendan Donovan that he's ripping off Bader's Bader style. It's like Bader hair, Bader hair. Oh, they have this. They have the same blonde hair. They wear the same bandana thing holding it back. They look like a 1980s WWF tag team match. That's what they look like. They're they're a team that's gonna go out there and and fight the Rockers or some shit. <laughs> the Killer Bees, uh, yeah. So <laughs> so I, all these games were were winnable, um, except for the one that well that you were up three to nothing. You know, with well, it was uh, winnable early. It winnable <laughs> early, and then the wheels fell out past really fast. But uh, why don't we just start uh, here with a poem, shall we? Uh, let me, let me, let's go with the poem of the win of game one, seven to five. This was the Keegan Thompson versus Libertor. And um, this one, Morell led off with a double. Uh, we'll, we'll let him get into let, it. But let, I, let's hope music. I can even remember how I was supposed to read this, but it's been well, a little I'm, while. Well, I'm going to give you some music. It was a uh, long weekend. It was a very long weekend. So uh, let's, let's try this one. You vibing? All right. All right. Cubs poem, 51. Chicago 7, St. Louis 5. The Cubs knew 1-2. Morell and Willie. Arbitration getting more and more silly. St. Losers in town. First of the season. Didn't look good. Keegan's the reason. Schwindel hit a bomb. Bullpen still strong. Cup tower killed, fans singing the song. Let's fly the dub all weekend long. Oh. I had some positivity going in there. I, I thought well, maybe we won. we won. I thought we might win all four of them. <laughs> well, stranger things have happened. If you recall, I predicted a sweep, so I was looking real good after this first game. There <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah. But um, yeah, Keegan Thompson, let's start there. Um, Infield, do you, do you think – I mean, what are you thinking? I, I mean, it goes 5.1 innings. Not The strikeouts weren't there like it was before. It did give up the three runs on five hits. But is this dude for real? Like, I mean, can we trust – he's in the rotation now. He was kind of like the long man. 
because of injuries, he's there. Mm-hmm. What? What? How do you feeling about our boy Keegs? I think you know. I like what I've seen with him so far. He's still getting into his seat. Uh, I'm I'm ready to ride alongside him for now, at least. He's still 12 years old, but exactly. it's so much more fun to see these young guys come out, even if they are going to struggle yeah. a little bit. Let's see them fucking play, and they have a they have a game. And honestly, Keegan Thompson has had more good games than bad games. Absolutely. I mean, we were talking all offseason. We have no starting pitching, no starting pitching. Now, all At of a all. sudden, we've got – uh, Keegan Thompson, Justin Steele, maybe Caleb Killian. I don't know what they're doing with him right now, but uh, he's gone already. He's already gone. Yeah, but I mean, we have some guys that, like, now you can actually look into the future with the starting rotation and say we might actually have something. Sure, well, yeah, and I'd much rather, you know, if, if I'm going to struggle with somebody, I'd rather struggle with somebody like Keegan than you know the ghost of Jake Arrieta. Ah, uh, I would too. Woo. Yeah, no, that's well, true. Struggle with some Keegan, and and I think the plan was in a way like you got Miley on the shelf right now, and um, Smiley is on the Miley Smiley shelf is going on, and those I think the plan with those dudes anyway were to like get them get them set to be traded to a contender <laughs> so they could help them down the stretch because it certainly isn't going to be the Cubs at this point. So I think we were going to see Keegan starts anyway. It's just maybe happening earlier and for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, but, and that's definitely the truth of, uh, and we could talk about Keegan in the same way. Cause it just or, as a general overall thought, big, we saw three really young pitchers four really, if you count steel, uh, we've seen Keegan and steel last year with the team, but then on Saturday we saw two totally new guys with swarmer. Who's got this slide ball that nobody can hit, but that's like, and he, he's doing great. Like gives you six innings. And then you bring up Killian, who also does a nice job. I put up their lines. That was good. Game three and four. Um, Swarmer, six innings, two hits, one run, five Ks. Um, and then you, you end up ending this game had, with the Hughes-Efros wick for two innings. Um, so I want to talk about. Had anybody actually – okay. I mean, I don't follow the minor leagues that much because it's, we're too busy watching this team and trying to do this show. Like, where was Swarmer? I they they brought up Swarmer and I'm like who the like I thought they misspelled Schwarber. <laughs> I thought he was out there like pitching. They just brought him back. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it, it messed me up. And then it, it, and he pitched great. It's just like all these guys that are coming up, Morrell, Schwarber, uh, you know these different dudes that are like, I mean. I almost feel like this is Cardinals-esque where they just fucking bring people up off the bench that nobody's ever heard of and they play well. Where were they? Why Why wasn't anybody telling us about these guys coming into the season? I, I would like it to be known that I was telling y'all about Christopher Morel this winter. He was playing for the Aguilas Ibaenas and I was tweeting, don't sleep on Christopher Morel. Yeah, no, you were you were early you. on Morel. It's true. You were, and he... He was at spring training like, in the end of games a lot of times when he's still playing. Uh, well, I think he's got okay. That. Look, and, and I'm all I'm all with you, IFG. You're, you're out there. You're tweeting about it. But yep. where were the people that were supposed to be running this fucking team? Yeah. Like, well, why are they? They were probably looking at your tweets like, 
fuck, we need to go check out this Morel guy that apparently we have playing somewhere. I mean, that may or may not have worked for Rubble Garcia. I'm not sure. <laughs> Well, we got. Well, well go- what's the point? What's the point of playing all these veterans, and also, what's the point of them not knowing what kind of talent they have? Obviously, well, yeah. So, and- are they just are they just falling into this right now? Well, are, and they, it, are the Cubs and just going to get lucky? Well, yeah, they 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 stumbled into some good shit right now. Well, super small sample size, and if you want to talk about Swarmer specifically, I released something to just the Patreon people, so you should be a member of Patreon.com/slash/sunranto. Uh, if on uh, Saturday morning to talk about Swarm because I knew nobody really knew who he was. And uh, there's a, a great piece from uh, Brian um, on uh, Brian Johnson. I think that's his name, right? From ACDC. I was just thinking that ACDC's <laughs> Brian Johnson is now covering the Cubs. Nice. Yeah. Uh, no, Brian uh, Smith. That's it. Um, Brian Smith at uh, Bleacher Nation. And uh, he had a thing on Swarmer. And what Swarmer is, he's 27 years old, and he's like a, an organizational guy. So he's one of those dudes that have just been there to develop the real talent. And he's got this one slider that nobody can hit, and it was good enough to come up and b- be successful so, to start. Okay. How long it works, I don't know. But, like, remember, like, Carlos Marmol had that slider for two years that nobody could hit. So if but you got one what- of those, just keep throwing it. This is the kind of shit that I'm talking about. Like, he was there to help develop the real players. Like, how come we don't know? Like, Horner just fucking got up off the couch and came to play because, you know, everybody died back in that one fall and he had to play. 2019, yeah. And all they wanted to do for the next two years was send his ass back to AAA, and they just couldn't because he just kept playing. And then, uh, you know, so that was like one of the first of them. I mean, but this even happened really with, I mean, Schwarber, they kind of knew, but he came up and, and played his way onto the team. Contreras, Contreras was the same one, yeah. way. He wasn't supposed to be Wilson Contreras that we know. He was just supposed to come up and, you know, do a couple of things. And then all of a sudden we had our three catchers that we all know we need if we really want to win. He fucking just Played too well to ever get rid of him. Why? I, I'm just trying to figure out why well, this organization doesn't know who they have. Well, until well, they, they the guys just break they in. Do. It's the it's it's been the thing. They want so many wrote. Uh, they want so many at bats at this level, so many at bats at this level, and if they have to do it because of injury, then they'll do it. But I agree with what Lyle just said that if these get, what are we doing? Like throwing these other. I mean, now the pitching's one thing, the hitting's a uh, completely other thing, which we'll talk about after the break when we talk about the roster moves that are likely to come up. Uh, you get, uh, but Killian comes up, pitches five innings. Three hits, two walks, six Ks. Only got in trouble in the one one inning. Unfortunately, the Cubs lose this game uh, in extra innings, seven to four. Uh, basically, because of I feel like a mismanaged bullpen by um, Ross for the weekend. But um, and, 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 some, and, some risky, and some risky business as well. But uh, what did you guys think of Killian's start? And uh, should he just be with the team? He, he may as well. I, I think we answered that uh, a second ago. We we all just want to see these young guys play. Absolutely. Yeah, unless 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 it's not good for his development or he's going to get hurt. I mean, if someone thinks they know better, then maybe maybe not. But I would say yes. Let the kids play. This team sucks. <laughs> I mean, they're all they're all getting hurt in the minors, right? Like you know, some of our best 
prospects have you know been going down with injuries yeah, Bre- all year. Brandon Davis, well- back surgery. Uh, yeah. Miguel Amaya has been down. Uh, Ed Howard is. You know, lost a hip. And some guys that are supposed to be in this rotation by now, like Braylon Marquez and Albert Adbert Alzali has been on the shelf as well. So, like, they would be I taking... totally forgot about Braylon Marquez. Yeah, Fuck, these guys, been a while. Yeah, these guys were ahead of your swarmers and certainly ahead of your yeah. killings. Swarmer's not supposed to be here at all. This is <laughs> like, the, you know, but he's doing well. Um, so yeah. it's just funny. When you give a guy a chance, you just don't know what you're going to get. And so Swarmer is... I guess gonna probably take some. He probably pitches against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. So good luck with that. I think that's a pretty good test. But hey, pitching against the Brewers and the Cardinals, and I mean that's pretty good test too. Um, what else? Um, so the young pitching, we have hope. I, I saw yeah. in the comments that somebody else uh, has hope. Oh yeah, Tom Cooper says I am excited about the young pitchers that started this weekend. And David Elliott says, what is developing? The growing Cubs podcast makes me feel like the whole roster should be replaced with prospects. But yeah, I, yeah, it's easy to take their enthusiasm and just be like, fucking get rid of all of them. Well, and that and that's kind of the thing that I'm wondering. It's like, I mean, you don't know what you have at the highest level of baseball until you test it out against it. And I mean, some guys like Adley Rutschman or whatever his name is, who's on the Orioles, and we're going to see in a couple days. Like, he's come up, and he hasn't done what Christopher Morrell did. He's batting 100. He's not not getting it done. Like, he's, but he's the number one guy. Morrell isn't the number one guy. He's coming up and hitting. Roberto's Garcia was the same way when he came up to the Cubs. He had two weeks, he was incredible. And then it, and then he turned into what he is, you know, which is can't hit a slide ball. So, anyway. Um, He's going to Korea, though. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, there's not there's places for all these guys, you know. It's just like, but maybe Major League Baseball isn't the place. I don't know if it's the show is too big for them, but for Swarmer, it hasn't been, you know. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. Now, can we talk a little bit about um, the the bullpen situation? I know that you're playing two doubleheaders in a uh, week. <laughs> but did, and Sarah Sanchez was like really big on this. We talked about it today on uh, the Cup of Cubby Blue podcast. And the more I thought about it, the matter I kind of got about it. And that is if Rowan Wick is one of your main guys that, you, that you're throwing, in game three on Saturday, in a game that you're winning five to one, you make Rowan Wick – take two innings at the end of the game to make sure you win that game. And he does great. Strikes out three, one walk, one hit. He's totally fine. You put Efros in this game, okay, um, it, just to, to get out of a bad Hughes situation. So, like, meanwhile, you have Anderson Espinoza, who you bring up as your 27th man for a doubleheader, and he doesn't pitch. They don't bring him up. They don't, they don't put them out there. You use all these guys in a game that you're winning by four runs, and then in game four, when it's actually close and you need Rowan Wick, you got to go with David Robertson for 2.1 innings and then bring in Rucker, who can't get an out. And by well, that time, and, it's and you're, bringing, you're bringing the closer in in whatever that was, the, the sixth inning or whatever. It's not in the closer spot, which we know these guys don't like that when they're closers, so... You know, you're already using him incorrectly. 
and, is it this yeah. man's fault? Is it David Ross's fault that that the Cubs lost th- three of five it's, games instead of winning three of five? It's the voice in his head. Oh, the voice in his head? That voice in his head is actually uh, Jed Hoyer on an earpiece. Yeah. <laughs> just like, don't you send Espinosa out there. He's he, he's only I up know, here I, just to hang out. I feel like I've been complaining about the Cubs bullpen mismanagement for like 18 years now. <laughs> I mean, everybody complains about their bullpens. I mean... Lyle, you're a Red Sox fan. You don't, you don't love baseball if you don't complain about your bullpen. <laughs> God damn it, my brother in law my brother in laws are fucking Dodgers fans, and they're you know an unstoppable force. And every other day, they're like, "This goddamn bullpen, fucking Kimbrel, I hate him." And I'm like, "Shut the fuck up! You guys paid three hundred ninety million dollars for that team. We just hate how they're used. Yeah, always. I mean." And- I remember Matt. God, the Joe Madden days. I could not stand the way he managed the pitching staff. I would oh, lose we my called mind. Him, every- we called him Captain Hook. Yeah, Benny's Joe. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, yeah, and but I mean, is every team like this? I mean, obviously, we're a couple pitchers short of where the Cardinals were for this season for this series because we had two extra inning clown ball games, and uh, we we lost them both. We could we couldn't get through it. We couldn't, we couldn't get through the extra innings, and so I mean, I, I'm just. I know he doesn't have anybody. Like if you look up and down the Cubs run, like I've had this experience at the game where I'm like, why are they putting him in? And then I like, oh, you're like, who else? Yeah. And then I look at the roster. I'm like, oh, oh, you know, but okay, know, but, but at some point, these guys are all major league players. They're all they're all pros. If you're not going to use them, then they shouldn't be on the roster. Right, yeah, you you get that whole the circle of trust that we keep hearing about, you know, and it's like I don't especially want a fucking circle of trust, especially when the player. team is at this level. You know what I mean? This is not a team fighting for anything; they're just fighting to stay on the roster, I guess. But play these guys; they're on the roster. Let them go. Let let them get out there and throw the ball because you're not winning anything this year. Right, and I and I don't want them. I don't want David Ross or whoever is actually managing the team managing the game for the next game. But you have to know when Rowan Wick comes in and pitches two innings, he's burned for the next at least two days, right? Like you yep. can't use him anymore. Why are you doing that? You have you have Anderson Espinosa who you just brought up and you didn't use him, period. For literally end of story. that purpose. Yeah, you need if you're going to piggyback anybody, it's that guy. Now, if you're going to use it, and if your plan was to use him in game two, uh, because you weren't sure what Killian was going to do, well, then why well, the then, fuck then was Daniel that. Norris out there? Yeah, exactly. You know, did he just forget that he had a twenty seventh guy? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like that oh, time he's... that he forgot he had a third catcher on the staff and gave up his DH. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we we talk about this? This happened too, and I feel like this is in the, the same realm here. When you have a DH, why are you pinch hitting for the DH? That Ever. doesn't make any sense to me. What a new me. DH. <laughs> <laughs> Designated hitter, a DH for the DH. A PH for the DH. That's about, that's a new obvious shirt. PH yeah, for the yeah, DH. <laughs> okay, and, and I don't know enough about how you use a fucking DH because I hate it. But, Lyle, you like the DH. You understand. So when you put a pinch hitter – in for the DH, does that guy get to stay in there as the DH for the rest of the game? 
Yes. Okay, because I didn't know if it was like a pitcher situation. You know what I mean? Nope. Like, once you pull the DH, then you got to, nope. like, keep fucking bringing you, new guys in for him. You could also replace him in the batting order and kind of do one of those things, too. So he, go, so he goes double switch. He ends up playing one of the positions, and then you put another DH in. I mean, if he, if he was moving to another position, I guess I would kind of understand that. But I mean, I, I, can't, I can't remember a time David Ortiz got pulled. only to run only to run i thought the whole (laughs) fucking point of a dh was that you didn't have to do this shit like you don't you don't use a pitch here al strategy (laughs) it's it's, we're learning about it snl fans um my favorite part is that if you have a pitcher who can actually hit he can dh on his day and off he doesn't have to go learn a position like like otani like carlos could have you know, imagine if Carlos could have hit on his days off. Yeah, I could see Zambrano wanting to get out there and swing the bat. So, Michael, will you give us the poem for the other win? Shit, I don't even know. Uh, or, or do you have to do them in order? It would be game three that they won six to nothing. I can give you. Yeah, I can give you the the win here. All right, cool. Yeah, give us another win. Let's 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 be positive. You got some music for yep. me here. It's coming. Oh, this one's tough. Yeah, this is. I'm. I'm not gonna be able to pull. It. Okay. Yeah, you want different the, music? The swarm, buzzing birds on bats. Four innings, no cards, hits. In six inning, pitcher win. Pujols three K, but it was Swindell day, and young Cubs proving they can really play. Yeah, Cubs won uh, their the other game six to one, and yeah, I mean Schwindel since he rode that middle seat, man, he's he's been really good. You know, he's power of the people. And well, he, that was I thought it was funny too that they brought in Pujols there in that second inning because what uh, the right fielder hurt his leg, and so the first baseman went to right field, and then Pujols like that's how he, <laughs> he got was in the not game, ready yeah. to play. Yeah. He's he's like smells like Ben Gay still. He's, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, I mean, let, let's take this is the week of Cubs batting. I'm putting up here on the screen right now, and uh, you look at this week of baseball against the Cardinals and the Brewers. I might add, you've got um, eight different guys with OPSs above 800 going from top to bottom. Ian Happ. Number one, one point two two seven. Wilson Contreras, one point one seven nine. PJ Higgins with, with fewer at bats, but one point one five nine is this moment has not been too big for him either as the backup catcher. Rafael Ortega, one point one two nine. Clint Frazier actually had a, not a lot of at bats, but he went four for ten. Uh, made a couple of miscues in the field. Frank Schwindel, one point oh two four on the OPS with two home runs. Wilson Contreras also has two home runs. Wisdom has two home runs. Christopher Morrell is batting three hundred. I mean, seems the, like the, the, but the bad thing is we went four and five. Yeah, see, <laughs> it's yeah, still it like you know it's like one more. Those like, are great I keep numbers, saying, but... I say it all the time. If we're going to be bad, we should at least be fun and pretty. And we're working on it. We're like doing all of the things except the winning part. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say that those, the two uh, clown ball fucking fake Manfred man bullshit I games. I hate it. The Cubs should not have been in those situations at all because the umpires 
blew and they blew in the best way possible for the Cubs and they couldn't get anything done for them. Uh, and then the Cardinals kid fucking overruns uh, third base. Oh, so, yeah. He missed, scored. Third, yeah. Yeah. He had to go back. Like everything fell into place for these guys to just win the game outright in nine innings and they could not do it. It well, was, you, you got to blame that offense though. I, three for 18 runners in scoring position. Um, could not get the big hit at the right time, and in game four, the first clown ball, and three for fifteen runners in scoring position, game two. So, you know, you're scoring early, you're not scoring late. Cubs are number one in first inning run scored. Like, do with that what you will. You're starting games, you're winning, and then you lose them anyway. Um, you know, I, it's. I don't know. I, I don't know why they're losing these games or pissing them away late. But I will say this much. The Cardinals got to yeah, I know me. why. They're not very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're not a great team. I, mean, um, I think, you know, I, I lost three out of four games that I went to this past weekend. And it felt like we could have won all of them. Like yeah. none of them felt out of reach. Well, that one at the White Sox, the second game against the White Sox on the Sunday, that one went clown ball extras. And I don't yeah. know what the Cubs' record in is in extra innings, but it's not good. Well, it's 0-3 this so week. Much. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it really – I mean, and I haven't even asked you, Lyle, uh, we haven't talked about too much of what you think of the runner on second situation and how it what it does to the, the game. It's just silly. Like, I, I don't – I think baseball can tend to be a little too long sometimes, but I already know the problem is fucking commercials. So, <laughs> so I, I, I don't know what the fix is. Obviously that's the most important part to the league is to have those commercials. Um, I think in the playoffs when there's a 17, 18 inning game, it's really exciting. I think in April, sometimes it's just a little, it's a lot. Um, but I don't think this is the answer. I, I think there's better ways to speed up the game. We've talked about it a hundred times. I mean, I fucking bring back the bullpen cart, man. That's that's <laughs> number one for me, man. That, that fucking long stroll out there. Just zip him out. Let's not go to break. Let's just fucking race him out there and start fucking throwing baseballs. Well, you know, I, IFG is real big into the, the um, you know, the Asian baseball. Should we get him the hovercraft? I love the hovercraft. <laughs> I, I think you'd have a hard time getting it away from Big Boss Shinjo. Yeah, that, uh, that was the guy. Big Boss came in in the fucking hovercraft. He is the best. Uh, I love Tsuyoshi Shinjo. Um, no, but you know what they do? Uh, they just tie the game after 12 innings. Yeah, yeah, have ties. You know, if if you if you're so sad about playing forever, and the other thing, I you know, and by you the get, way, there's so many games. Ties would make it interesting. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. It, when when uh, I can tell you These from half games. first-hand I mean, experience how annoying it is to lose a spot in the standings by a half a game. Yeah, uh, the NFL, I think the Steelers missed the playoffs two years ago by a tie, basically. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, so, I mean, they have it in soccer. If you want to shorten the game, do it that way. Just let them play regular. I, but what I mean, are they calling I think, it? I think it's something like, you know, in the in the 11 squillion MLB games that there have been in the last 200-something years, uh, I think only like 380-something games have gone past 12 innings anyway. Like, right. it almost never happens. Yeah. Right. So you can just, like, agree to cut it off and be done with it. They, yeah, they fixed a problem that wasn't really there. Yeah, exactly. Correct. And what it is is the, the, they. Here's what I think it is: 
the owners are looking at this and they just see the concessions are closed. They're this, you know, the players are out That's there. That's why I don't like it. I, don't, I like hate it. it most when I'm at the game because I'm just like, dude, where's my beer? Where's, where's my, my beer? I'm sobering up out here. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. And so, but, but the, the we left the, an extra inning games one time, Danny, because we wanted beer. They yeah. need to open the open beer sales back up in the 11th. Yeah, just like if you're still here, then you're you've sobered up. Yeah, enough. You, ha- you haven't you, you haven't been drinking since the eighth. It's Nickel probably an hour after and a half later. <laughs> Open it back up. You everybody gets another beer. But that's why they want to shut it down. They're not making any money. This, this yeah. is just they got the lights on. They're paying the staff. They're doing all this stuff, and they're not making any money. They're looking at that. They're like from the eighth inning on. We, it's a money losing situation, and then everybody knows is- billionaires hate that. As soon as these in-game betting apps start working properly in the stadiums, they'll get rid of the Manfred ban, and they'll fucking be pushing to get these games go longer. Yeah. Well, and so our show doesn't go too long. I think we should take it to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I will regale you with tales of chopping a cup snake in half in public and getting my losing a hat. And uh, we'll, we'll talk Hong about Hong Kong Rocket. Yeah, exactly. Kung Fu Rocket. And then, um, and then we'll uh, come back. We'll talk about infield fly girls trip. I got some pictures from that. Cubs roster moves. I guess Wilson Contreras having his arbitration sometime this week. I don't know if that happened. Today it was or... supposed to be today. I've been I thought like, it was today. Yeah, I've been checking all day trying to see any fucking there's nothing news. on it. Yeah, there's nothing on it. So we're just gonna take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Please stick with us. It will be back in a minute. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. So I had an interesting Saturday night in game two. Uh, after having a few beers out at uh, Club 400, 
you know, they're making the cup snakes like they always do uh, out in the bleachers. Although this was a close game, went extra innings, and they're just not watching the game just out all, there. All of these games were close, and so they were just making cups. I I don't know. Maybe I missed it. What about I, I was listening to the game when it was a 14-5 debacle. That yeah. was the only game that it was acceptable to be making cup snakes. Yeah, I mean, I kind of don't care that much because I maybe if I was 23 years old and some like me and Lyle are out there and everybody's made a cup snake, we might have done that stuff too. So I don't want to be too judgy and old man yelling the crowd. You're you know 23 I mean? years old and you had your eight-year-old out there holding the cup snake with you. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, you know, I – I saw I was sitting there um, in the bleachers. Je- Bleacher Jeff had just left, so there's nobody yelling down cup snakes. He had a concert to go to. He went and saw Modest Mouse. Then I'm and then Matt Cameron went to get some beer, and I'm I'm sitting there with the, his uh, fiance Kelsey, and I'm like, all right, I've had enough of this. I just had enough liquid courage to just go do it, and they're making the cup snakes not too far from me. And I said, all right, here's what I'm going to do. Just will you videotape me? I'm gonna karate chop that cup snake in half, and I told her I was gonna do it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play the video here, and uh, and uh, you can enjoy it. I'm gonna karate chop it in half. Watch it, watch it. Do not, do not go karate chop. He says, do do not karate chop. I said, no, I'm gonna karate chop it. So I walk. I'm gonna narrate this thing. So I'm I'm walking down the bleachers, trying not to fall over. And by the way, this is what cup snake people do. They they go they walk around and collect the cups. So they're they're going everywhere. Hey, could I get your cups? Could I get your empties? So I make it over to the guy who's got the cup snake, but I realize that I need him to lift it up and I need to limbo underneath the cup snake so I can turn around and be seen when I karate chop the cup snake for the camera. So I finally get up, the guy lifts it up for me and I turn around and I chop it right in half! And then the guy gets pretty pissed off, and he looks and he sees I'm doing it for a camera, and then I, I kick his cups, which was probably a, a little bit too far. But uh, I made it a better a better video here. Of... I go underneath, chop! And now here's where I kick it at the end. I was like, fuck you, dude. Boom. <laughs> so, Did you get him the, I think you got him in the face. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was you know, that was yeah, I, know. I hope I hope he has you arrested. So since then, then I'm coming back. You'll never be able to find him. It's not as if that video's out everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, I start getting booed. I start getting flicked off. People are throwing shit at me. My hat goes flying. Somebody knocks it off my head. I'm like, I better get out of here before I get killed because I know when I'm outmatched, I'm going to run away. But, um, but, But I think this, and I just want to put this out there, if they can stack it, I can whack it. And that's how it should be. So we should have some people that are the stackers and some people are the whackers. And, you know, you choose who you are. <laughs> you, and you've got, you've got your, your, your T-shirt on. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe, like, maybe, wait, hold on. Maybe I got to rethink this shirt. This is like a go out there with a whacker shirt on, but <laughs> whacker drive. We could put, bring that into it. Uh, I don't know. It's a little Chicago action, but, um, I mean, is there any way we could fight back against the cup snakes? Because I, 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 I want to say you can have them. Blow out games, make your snakes. But I mean, you most, you secretly love the cup snake. I know you do. I I just oh. want to sell. I just want to sell t-shirts. <laughs> like right. for like like for example, we've got 
uh, this T-shirt for sale at In the Clutch. We need more cups. And I know that people have bought it. Every time somebody buys it, we get $2.50. So I do not care if you like stacking cups and buying my shirts. By all means, do it. I would I, never I do want it. It's a gross. Karate Kid logo, but like the Cup Snake Kid logo with Danny kind of like karate chop. Maybe doing the swan. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to do it live. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Cup Snake Kid. Yeah. Well, here. Here's the thing, Danny. You want to know how you stop the cup snakes? You put a good fucking team on the field so these assholes can't get into the bleachers for $8 and there's nobody around, right? Because when the, when the team's good and the seats are expensive and they're full, you can't walk around. You can't walk around and do that dumb shit. There's too many people there. You're fucking stuck where you're at or you're losing your your spot the way it is now you got like half those seats are open so they can just wander all over the fucking place picking up the cups doing all the shit fly girl uh cup snake yay nay indifferent it is still a pandemic people i don't want to touch that many things that have been that close to other people's faces I, I, uh, I've worked in the restaurant industry my whole life, and I also am a bit of a germaphobe. I get skeeved out. I bust tables all night long, my entire life. I get skeeved out anytime I touch someone's fork where they've eaten from, and I scrub my hands. I can't imagine picking up a bunch of cups that those – and it's not, it's not like dainty women out there. It is mostly bearded, sweaty, overweight, disgusting, drooly men everywhere in those – Bleachers and they're disease ridden. All of them, I can tell half, just from here. <laughs> half those cups are filled with chew, spit, and sunflower oh. seeds. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Paul Paul Zumo said, "I'd be a whacker. I hate <laughs> the cup snake. Watch the game." And Dominic asks, uh, "Are any other teams doing cup snakes?" And you know, I don't know that. It's they even said it on Sunday Night Broadcast. It's, I guess is that it's, it's a Chicago m- thing, but it's, it's pr- m- kind of new. It's making national sports news. I think I sent you a couple articles that I keep seeing pop up. It was on ESPN, I think, a couple weeks ago. It's, so it's not it's, new. It's it was it was around back in the oh yeah early aughts. The last time you know when it was the Sammy Sosa days, I remember pe- seeing mm-hmm. people doing it back then. I don't well, remember it too much. Maybe it was just in the blowouts. I mean, maybe I'm re- Michael. Yay, nay, indifferent. Um. I'm a I'm a nay anytime the game is good. Like if the game's a, a and and actually not even if the, the Cubs timing. are if the Cubs are winning and they're just killing the other team, I'm saying no. The only time it's acceptable is if you know they're down by ten and what else you gotta do? It's like, okay, go ahead, you know, do your shit. But if they're up by ten, you should just be having a good time, like cheering on a team, you know, hopefully run that score up. Uh, yeah, Matt, I'm not a big fan. Matt brings it up because these guys wanted to fight me over doing that. By the way, so like these guys, these guys are half my age, well, and Matt, you Matt's you were you were acting their age, so they just thought you were. <laughs> <very> <laughs> <game. I'm> like, <laughs> well, I told the guy in the front row, he's, he's I'm like, well, I'm 48. Those guys are half my age. He's like, oh, you should probably not fight them. I'm like, oh yeah, you're probably <laughs> definitely right. I should not. <laughs> and then he's, he's, Matt says the best part is when an angry 19 year old came over to confront Danny and a bunch of grown adult men. I just kept going like, go play with garbage babies go play with your garbage <laughs> go get your baba 
You know, that's what I kept saying. They just got I'm so glad that I wasn't there. This is one of those situations, Daniel, where you start some bullshit. All of a sudden, I'm fighting four people yeah. because I'm a hothead. And I lose my mind. <laughs> I'm like, why am I in jail today? Oh, Danny. I'll, 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 I'll get you out. Don't worry about it. Um, so, uh, Well, the ranters would have gotten me out. That's what would have paid for, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, that's what it would have been. Hoarding. Well, and speaking of tickets and beer, we uh, did manage to uh, get a few beers in uh, infield fly girl and um, when on your trip, uh, all, all on the ranters. Danny, just with the terrible phrasing all night, just can't. <laughs> we all had some beer, and and we had a freaking awesome time of it. Um, I'm gonna I, I, I trying to upload the uh, photos that we had right now, but. Um, yeah, tell tell us about your trip, and I'll I'll uh, upload these suckers. Um, yeah, I, I, first time at Wrigley. First time at Wrigley. I've been a Cubs fan for forever and ever. Um, and what just a had dump, never, huh? It was <laughs> delightful. No, um, no. See, Lyle, what we're supposed to do is um, like be the the worst asshole Cubs fans ever, and just be like, you ought to seen it when it was good. Yeah, like before the video <laughs> before, boards, before they changed all the shit. So, so yeah, keep we're, going. We're totally you, got your first, you got your first timer certificate there down in the I left did. field bleachers. I got, yep, uh, I I took over bleacher Jeff's seat. I basically informed him that I was going to sit there, and he was like, "Well, yes, please." Um, which makes you're not hard. a Cubs fan from Iowa who maybe comes to twenty games a year. I, I, I can you absolutely guys. confirm I have not been to twenty Cubs games. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we also, and you got your name up on the video board. Uh, you got a friend do that for you? Did you pay? My my uh, workmate, Chris Dunn, uh, used to work up there in the press box, and uh, he called in a favor um, to put that up there for me. It was really, really awesome of him. The Sun Ranto Show is always brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers, who we call the Super Ranters. Well, who are the Super Ranters? Well, Super Ranters, they have their own RSS feed, and they get the show early and ad-free delivered to their inbox or podcatcher. They get bonus content, uh, for example, like the recording of our ColorCast conversations. Uh, they get exclusive access to the Sun Ranto Super Ranters Facebook page and our private Discord channel, uh, which we've been using a fair amount this season. Our Patreon patrons are also eligible for all our Sun Ranto contests, like the Super Rancher of the Month and uh, Sun Ranto Scavenger Hunts, which we'll get to later on in the year once the weather finally gets better. Um, there's Perks at every level. $5 Super Ranters get to hear all the Cubs parody songs before the rest of the world. $10 Super Ranters are recognized by name at the end of our shows and have access to our Cubs uh, daily shows, which are are called Sun Ranto Singles. Uh, at $12, you get the Rancher calendar every year. And... Uh, you can even place an advertisement about anything you want at some of the higher levels. So uh, the most important thing is we like to give back to our community here in Chicago. So 10% of all of our Patreon money goes directly to the Lost Boys Baseball Club, which uses baseball to help decrease violence and improve the social conditions for young people in Chicago. It is one of Sunranto's main missions to serve our community here. Here's the thing. It costs a lot of money and time for us to produce a great Cubs fan show, 
and frankly, a penny a download from our podcast advertisers like gambling syndicates and dick pill companies. It's just not enough to keep Sunranto on the air. We have hosting fees, streaming fees, equipment, tickets, batteries, guitar strings. Well, it all just adds up. So become a super ranter at patreon.com slash Sunranto and become a part of our Patreon family for the 2022 season and beyond. Help us produce the Sunranto show. You know, if you would buy each of us a $12 beer at Wrigley just for doing the Sunranto show, then join at the $3 level. That's 3 bucks a month. We each get a beer at Wrigley a year. Patreon.com slash Sunranto is where you sign up. That's Patreon.com slash Sunranto, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. Subscribe today and you'll never have to hear me ask you to become a Patreon patron again because the show will be ad-free. Stop making me waste your time. Sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Please join us today. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and hate your favorite team. So a rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social media. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in sportsdrink. That's spelled like sports drink, but without vowels. S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. That's really cool. And I've never got my name up there. I just made fun of a lot of names on there. <laughs> um, and then uh, it, it, I think my favorite part of what happened was when your hat blew off onto the field. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so windy. And I had been losing the thing all night uh, or all day um, and the night before. And it's just whatever, um, like catching it, back, it in midair and stuff. Yeah, but it blew down onto the field. Ball boy came over and grabbed it. He's like, it's mine now. I ran down and a really nice usher went and retrieved it for me. He was, well, you yeah, I've, I've seen that happen and you just don't get that thing back. I was really surprised you got it back. Yeah, it's like when you karate chop a cup snake and somebody throws your hat off. You're not getting that hat back. Um, and then uh, we, we went to the uh, White Sox game and we partied with uh, my friend sure Lauren. Did. And uh, they, they had their L flags out there. Um, and so we took a picture with some Sox fans, and uh, it's a fun scene out there with the tailgate. It's nice that you could d- get to do it in the city. Um, and then uh, th- there we are at the the game. And then um, do you remember this lady, <laughs> the standing lady? Oh my lady? gosh! <laughs> Why did she? I don't even. She just would not sit down. She wouldn't sit, and everybody's yelling at her behind her for three innings to please sit down, and then the game went extras, and then she finally just slowly wilted a little bit by a little bit. (laughs) She tried so hard to hold out. I think the standing lady at the Sox game and uh, the rain sitter at Wrigley need to get together and go bowling. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I think they would hit it off. Yeah. I want that YouTube video. That's that's yeah, that's that's definitely a lot of stick to out of those two. <laughs> you got it's pretty impressive. Um, so I'm glad you had a good time. Definitely come back, you know, absolutely oh gosh, come I back. To. I have to get a win at home. Well, good luck with that because <laughs> maybe come back in a couple of years. <laughs> Lyle, I think you might be muted. Yeah. yeah. There we go. I see it. Oh yeah, I was trying like, to yeah, unmute it. My, I saw, I saw Michael give me the old, the old sign. 
<laughs> well, I saw you talking. <laughs> yeah, we're like, what if? What is Lyle? I'm sure, he's saying something awesome. Um, so let's let's talk about Always. some of these Cubs roster moves real quick. Uh, looks like VR is coming back tomorrow, Jonathan VR. Uh, I don't know anybody that's excited about that, but he's been okay and then not okay and then okay and then not okay. I'm not sure why he's on the team. You know, let the kids play or let VR play. Those are your choices at this point. Suzuki will be back later in the week, and that's good news. So hopefully his finger's okay. He's, he'll be out of day-to-day situation once he's eligible to come back. And part of this is going to be that Bodie's going to be activated by law. Otherwise, you might lose him because you get then you'd have right. to option him or DFA him or something. And who's going? I mean, let me put back up this list of uh, the Cubs' offense. And wait, did I? Oh, yeah, here we go. Here's. I mean, I mean, or Ortega. He's been doing good. I mean, you get rid of Alfonso Rivas at this point. He's having a rough time of it. Angelton Simmons. I don't know what the hell he's doing here at all. Nick Madrigal still got options. I mean, who's your pick to for Bodie to replace, for VR to replace? I mean, I mean, I think it's got to be Revis, right? Like, it's there's well, you have to also realize they're going to make some moves at some point soon. So just keep an eye on that too. You're gonna you're gonna have some roster spots just based on that. There's Ortega, probably somebody would want that kind of lefty bat in the middle of the right now, now that he's not the the leadoff hitter i have to who you got single game who you got going off the team well i never get my way in these things but i think i'd go with handle andrelton yeah i mean they're not gonna do it because they paid him four million bucks is the right, problem like, and, and, and that's why know, I, I understand the concept of a sunk cost like you had to pay somebody so they paid him and they paid him not very much bit so just eat it and let somebody play who is meaningful Who's yeah, they're going to the, – yeah, the, it's going to be Revis. He's yeah. going to be the guy. Or Revis and Ortega okay. just to, you know, I mean, move I, these guys around. At some point, I think I just – you know, you do realize that some of these players are sunk costs. You're going to have to just move on from some of them. I mean, maybe someone like Hayward gets released. How about that? I would just just put him out of his fucking misery. Well, uh, Jurgo stuff says trade Hayward. No. <laughs> Who are you trading with? No. Please, please. Now, now Wilson, I would bet, ends up a Padre or a Yankee sometime in the next month, sadly. Right. It's what's going to happen. So just get ready for that. Yeah, Yeah, John John says, well, Bodie strikes out just as well as the rest, so (laughs) might as well have him up. Right. He's going to show up in midseason form. Yeah. Um, uh, (laughs) And uh, Jack, if if this is the same Jack as Jack Pastuovic, thanks for the ticket. He got me tickets, front row seats to that uh, Strowman blowout. Boy, I had a great (laughs) view of that one. Boy, I saw Frank Schwindel's fastball up and close. That was awesome. Oh, bless. (laughs) Jesus. Bless his heart. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, people aren't even saying in the chat who they'd want, you know? Yeah, because – Yeah, yeah I mean, everybody wants I agree to get- with the IFG. I think it should be Angelton Simmons. He's the one I don't want to watch play. Right. But, see, that's just never going to happen, and we know that because the Rickets are fighting with uh, Wilson Contreras today about $1.25 million. Right. The best player much. on their team, and they're saying, "Nope, we're not going to give you any, not a dime more, if we can help it." So there's no way they're letting go of Andrelton Simmons in a four million dollar contract. 
Yeah, and then the sad thing, and I want to bring this up kind of to end this segment, is the fact that uh, it could very well be somebody like Christopher Morrell, which would be insane because this from Buster Olney. Unforgivable. Because Christopher Morrell has reached base with a hit, Walker hit by pitch in all 19 games he has played. It's 20 now. 20 now. Yeah, that's the longest on-base streak to start a career and counting by any active player. The next longest was Bo Bichette, who reached safely in each of his first 17 games. Now, I understand this is just to start a career and stuff. But if if Morrell, just because of options, is the guy that goes down and the only reason to watch this ball club right now goes to Iowa – I'm moving to Iowa with that guy who wants to take Bleacher Jeff C. Do it. Go. And, and that's what's insane. The He is right now the most exciting guy on this team. He's the leadoff hitter that Cubs fans have been looking for for, I don't know. Ever since Dexter? 80, 80 yeah. years. He's better than Dexter was. Like, Dexter oh, was there just well, to be, come you on. know. Dexter Fowler has a pedigree. Christopher Burrell's been here for 20 games. Well. <laughs> Hold, I mean, hold, hold your phone. Small, small <laughs> sample size. But settle down, Michael. But he's really like he's doing the thing that everybody's been wanting forever. Like they just want this dude. And then, you know, Ben, right behind him, you got Wilson Contreras. And they're going to get rid of him, too. Like these these are the two guys right now that make the Cubs worth watching is seeing them come up one, two, and. Yeah. They're both going to be gone by like the end of the month because of options and just really terrible baseball decisions. Let's let's just call it what it is: capitalism. They're gone. Yeah. Capitalism once again, undefeated and ruining our lives. So, <laughs> just saying. So uh, we're going to take another quick break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to give away the Amazon prize of the month because Ooh. it is, we're also doing that. Uh, it's hilarious. I looked up the, uh, uh, we, we made $11 on, through the Amazon search bar and I'm giving away basically $10 worth of stuff. So Danny, before we go, back. before we go, I want you to think during the break, would you rather for the rest of your life take part in cup snake or the wave at Wrigley? We'll talk about that when we get back. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh that's a good one. Uh, yeah, Ooh, in the chat, everybody chime in on that one. Yeah, chime in. Uh, we'll be right back. This is a Cubs fan buying tickets from the Cubs. And this is a Cubs fan buying tickets through the StubHub link at sunrancho.com slash StubHub, knowing that 4% of their ticket purchase will go to the SunRancho show instead of into the pockets of rich corporate douchebags. Buy all your tickets through sunrancho.com slash StubHub. Don't worry, it won't cost you a single penny extra. It don't stink to click our link. This is an Amazon shopper buying things from Amazon. And this is an Amazon shopper buying things through the links at sunrancho.com slash Amazon, knowing that up to 10% of their purchase will go to the Sunranto show instead of that cocksucker Jeff Bezos, who will just use the money to go to space. Plus, if you buy all your Amazon items through sunrancho.com slash Amazon, you could win a monthly prize. sunrancho.com slash StubHub and sunrancho.com slash Amazon. Two great ways to support the Sunranto show while sticking it to evil corporations who suck and it won't cost you a single penny it don't stink to click our link 
Welcome back to the Sunranto Show. Uh, most people are going Cup Snake over Wave. Is uh, I mean, Wave has a long history of being illegal yeah. at Wrigley. Cup Snakes are allowed, but just with a caveat, I think, is what. Yeah, I, I thought about it as well, and I was thinking Cup Snake is the way to go because at least you can kind of say, like, oh, well, you know, Cup Snakes were invented in the bleachers, which I have no idea if they are, but you can make that fucking stupid argument. And the wave, no, the wave, the wave's just been wrong forever. So like you could just say, this is our thing Four. yeah. So, um, yeah. And so we're going to give away another prize here. We've got two bleacher bum, a set of bleacher bum band shot glasses to give away right now to the Patreon person of the month. This is how this works. Okay. There were 46 items. Uh, could you take that banner off real quick? The comment. So I, but, yeah, there were 46 total items. Um, actually, you know, only 43 are showing up here, but there were 46 total items. So I'm going to do the number picker. And at when uh, whatever number corresponds to the item number, that is who will win. And all you have to do is come forward as the purchaser of said item, and you will win the Bleacher Bum Band Shot glasses. So let me share my uh, Chrome tab here, and it's here's the number picker wheel. God, I I love the I love the wheels. So one to forty six, we're gonna spin the wheel. Can I get some wheel spinning music? Aren't you in charge of the generic? Well, I'm doing a lot of things here. <laughs> God, please don't the, let it be my St. Louis Cardinals. But the winner is number three. Three is the winner. Kind of got a nice little sound to it. Uh, congratulations, number three. Let's see what that item was. I will uh, remove. Re- I know it's going to be something bad. <laughs> um, number three is the cool QO compatible with iPhone 11 case and two times tempered glass or something like that. So whoever bought an iPhone case, number three, you're the winner. Please contact me, sunranto at gmail.com and collect your winnings. Um, congratulations, number three. Um, next on the show, we're going to bring uh, on a new guest that we've never had on the show, uh, and her na- name is Heather Linington Noble. She's an Orioles blogger and fan, uh, always out at the game, great Twitter follow, and uh, welcome to the show, Heather. Hello, everybody. Is my mic all set up? It's working? Yeah. Good to go. Okay. Great. Good. Good. So, Hi! Hi. Um, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. And uh, we basically, surprisingly, for Cub fans anyway, have the same team. Um, you lost one more game than us. We're a half game back. You're, you're 23 and 22. Um, wait, uh, no, is it, do I have that right? No, I'm not. That's not correct. Sorry, I wrote it down wrong. 23 and 28? 23 and 33. 33, yeah. Oh yeah, maybe, okay. That maybe, makes sense. maybe close to the same record, Danny. But I'm gonna have to say that Orioles fans have been suffering way longer than Cubs fans. Right um, now. Orioles fans also love the fuck out of this team. Like yes. we are not sad at all this season. We are delighted. Like this team is just full of these great guys with so much positive energy and. 
it's just been joyful to watch in a way that the team has not been since 2016. So, wow. That's, that's awesome. That's interesting. So, you know, I, I think we started feeling that way in Chicago around 2014 with our guys, like feeling that sort of like that positive energy coming out of the dugout and having some fun. So you're saying that's, that's the vibe there. Oh, oh yeah. The vibes on this team are just absolutely incredible. Well, it's, it's a tough division too. So, I mean, you're not in last. I mean, you got, well, no, you are in last. Boston was, <laughs> but, no, last time Wait. I looked, Boston wasn't last because they had a really rough start to the season, but now uh, Baltimore is, but, but 23 and 33 is better mean, than it used to be, right? Boston can barely beat the Orioles. They've, we've played them uh, eight times and they've won three of those games. So, Yeah. Uh, we're ta- we're talking about the Cubs here. Can we please move on yeah. to the Red Sox, Kenny? <laughs> In case you're wondering, Lyle is a Red Sox fan. Yeah. Full, full disclosure. Uh, and you just lost two or three to Cleveland and Seattle. Um, now, the the uh, run scoring isn't really there yet. Um, fourth worst OPS, seventh okay. fewest runs scored, bottom of the league in walks and strikeouts and homers and stuff. Uh, how much do you blame the new wall? Uh no, the the wall has nothing to do with it. <laughs> the wall is the wall is helping us. I mean, the only person who is really mad about the wall is Aaron Judge, and you know that's just you know fodder for us to be able to make fun of him every time one of our players hits a home run over the wall. the The big issue with the start, you know, slow start for home runs for us at Camden Yards has been the weather, not the wall. Uh, because the the heat and the humidity impact the way that balls fly in Camden Yards so much. And with the dead ball this year, the colder weather at the beginning of the season was really just making it so that they weren't leaving at all. But um, we've so many home runs have been hit at Camden Yards over, over the last few series there as it's been getting warmer uh, and, Interesting. and so many runs have been scored. I think at the last, last game, uh, five home runs were scored um, and, or hit. And it, that's been a pretty common occurrence um, over the last few series to have between like three and six home runs scored combined. Um I yeah, I'm looking at it <laughs> yeah. here, it's like uh, the, the last few games. Yeah, it's, it's scoring um, six runs, nine runs, five runs, ten ten runs, and a win against Boston. So, Lyle. Yeah. So uh, over the last thirty, over you. the over the last thirty days, the Orioles are actually eleventh in the league in home runs. So they've scored, they've hit thirty three home runs in the last thirty days. So you coming can, alive. Yeah, you can see that there's a huge difference between the Orioles offense in the, the first 30 days and since then. And I mean, part of it, there's a, a little bit of like DFAing really bad players and bringing in new ones. And then a little bit of guys who were had slow starts to the season picking up like Trey Mancini and Austin Hayes and Ryan Mountcastle. And the big one being Rugnet Odor. Like, he had a very slow start to the season, and he has been rocking the fuck out of it the last few weeks. You've got a few veterans that, I, I mean, I was I was kind of expecting to not really know any of your players. Like, whenever I look at the Orioles roster, I'm like, who's this guy? Who's this guy? But then the, you, you had built some veteran presence on this roster. I'm, but talk about using a lot of players. You're totally right. I'm putting up 
basically your offense for the season right now. And there's quite a few guys that have played uh, games uh, so far. So, yeah, a lot of roster shifting around and you can, you can see how many times we've lost our dh in games by the fact that jorge lopez and cnl perez are both in our uh offense oh yeah you had hitters batted what, what is this the nl <laughs> they, ne- they never actually batted but they ended up uh in this in the spot and ended, ended up in the spot yeah uh, the, the orioles have played a lot of extra innings games and a lot of very very long nine innings games. So they're, they have been much more competitive than their record would suggest. It's, it's, they've lost a whole lot of close, close games, which has been one of the frustrating things, but also one of the things that I think is making fans excited and optimistic. So you're seeing a, you're seeing a future here. Yeah. Uh, the leader of your team, uh, Anthony Santander, Nine home runs. Uh, he's he's got the highest home run total. Uh, OPS wise, it's Trey Mancini, uh, who's mostly a DH, I think, right? Um, and then yeah. uh, Austin Hayes is up there in the eight hundred. So, like, if these dudes are starting to warm up, it, I think weather's going to be pretty and pretty warm this week, right? And what you don't see there is Rugnet Odor, whose numbers still look pretty low, but that's because he was so bad. The, the first month, month and a half or whatever, that he's still climbing. See, it says 225 average and uh, 698 OPS now, which is, uh, he's really raising, rising up there. But you can see he's got 26 yeah. RBI and whatnot. And most of that has just come in the last few weeks of play. Yeah, um, David Elliott chimed in here. Uh, oh, so Baltimore DFA's bad players and brings up good ones? What a novel concept. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not I mean, good at that. We get attached to our garbage. That's why we play with cup snakes. Yeah. They, you know, they, they, we, <laughs> like, we like playing with garbage. That's what we do. Um, yeah. So, And then your your bullpen, and we'll get into the stars we're going to face, it's actually pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I was – I was pretty impressed. 313 ERA, fifth in the majors. Uh, Cubs are higher than that at 392. Um, so, uh, yeah, tell me about. So, the bullpen was actually, actually had the best ERA in the majors until about a week ago because we only have four starters right now. So, they, they had to have a kind of throwaway bullpen game where they called up two guys that were bullpen players uh, and counted toward the bullpen bullpen ERA that Hyde knew full well was going to, that they were going to give up runs and that the team was not going to win that game. Um, And then sent those guys right back down. And before that game, that that was a game that uh, the the Mariners shut us out 0-10. Yeah, that was right after beating Boston 10-0. Did you you hear about that game? Did you watch that one when Boston lost? I, I can't hear you. My my headphones aren't working, Danny. Sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah, but but before that game, the the Orioles bullpen actually had the the best ERA in the entire league. So it, the numbers are skewed because of that game in specific. Well, I'm, I'm going to put up some names once again. A lot of names out there that you've been using throughout the years uh, or throughout the year so far. But looks like Keegan Aiken is has taken the most innings. Uh, does he? Yeah. Uh, and so, like, if you were the manager and you were going to have your circle of trust, if you're winning a baseball game, a, t- a tight baseball game, like you said, you've played a lot of, who 
let's say you're, you're let's say you're winning, you're beating the Cubs in the seventh. Who do you bring in to do your seventh, eighth, ninth? Okay, so seventh, eighth, and ninth, you're gonna want to do um, probably Dylan Tate, Jorge Lopez. Um, sorry, Jorge Lopez is the closer. So Dylan Tate, um, CNL Perez, and Felix Bautista. Um, Keegan Aiken is a long relief guy. He's a, a former starter who was not good as a starter. He, he was a bad starter, but was put in this long relief role and is thriving in it. So he's the guy who, when your starter gets pulled in like the fourth or the fifth, you stick him in for three innings or four innings and he eats those up. And Joey Kreeble, his he's been great too, but he's the guy who you stick in in the in the sixth or whatever. Okay. Um, Sino Perez is the the lefty specialist. Um, so that's you put him in against the the tough lefties. Well, you look at these ERAs and they're minuscule. Yeah. I mean, Keegan Aiken, who you mentioned uh, as being your long guy, 35.2 innings pitch, 202 ERA. Dylan Tate, 165. And I'm going down in numbers of innings yeah. pitched. 165. Jorge Lopez, 1 ERA. 196 for Felix Bautista. Joey uh, Kreble? Kreble? Kreble, yeah. Kreble, 274. Uh, so, you know, Perez, who you just mentioned, 1. The only guy with an ERA over 4 who's taken a lot of innings, 18.1, is Brian Baker for yeah. 491. So so right. if you're losing, and, then you put Brian Baker in. Is that what you're telling me and any of these other guys? <laughs> right. Well, you put him in when losing, or he's he's not great at protecting ties or like one run leads, but he's good if you've got a like two or three run lead. Brian Baker is a guy who he had pitched one professional inning before this season. The wow. Orioles, the Orioles like picking up guys that were DFA'd by Tampa or Toronto after having pitched a single inning, and then sticking them in our bullpen. So that's what they did with with Baker, and it's just it's trial and error figuring out where he works. Well, and, and, and it's it's, it's not a bad way to go because both those organizations seem to really have their you know, finger right. on the trigger right now. Yeah. Great pitchers for, for but, years and years and years. Yeah, and a lot of those guys that you're seeing there that are in that bullpen who are playing so well, a good portion of them are guys who the Orioles picked up on waivers. Um, I think the, the two in there that are, that were Orioles prospects were Keegan Aiken and Felix Bautista. Um, well, I mean, the Cubs, the, the Cubs probably passed on their opportunity to get these guys because they didn't have Tommy John surgery or yeah. some kind of injury. We we did trade for Dylan Tate. Dylan Tate is the the one uh, player from the Manny Machado trade who has actually worked out. Um, so wait, was he was he Manny Machado? Well, trade it sounds like you're putting he, to- no. Sorry, he wasn't even Manny Machado trade. He was traded for Zach Britton. So he was from the Zach Britton trade. <laughs> so if you were going to put the Orioles anywhere right now, like how many years out do you get? You know, the Yankees are having a just a really hot start to the year. Uh, that's going to be a tough team to beat, catch up with. I mean, how about a wild card spot? Like, where would you – you're feeling hopeful in Baltimore, but how long, how long till you think you can get there? 
This is a little harder than an answer than it would have been like a week ago. Now that Grayson Rodriguez is out for a few months with a grade two lat strain. Uh, If he were not, uh, uninjured and had been called up like we expected it to um, with him, with Adley up. Adley is struggling offensively right now, but I'm not concerned about him. He's going to pick up and he's going to start hitting. He'll be amazing. And he's already the best defensive catcher that we've had. in I don't even know how long. Um, and so with Grayson and with DL Hall coming up, at some point soon and with these random guys that we have who've been pitching really well um i would say that there even be a potential that we could fight for a um a wild card spot next season because next season we will have gunner henderson up at some point who has been the best player in the minor leagues this season um but with, we don't even know if Grayson Rodriguez is going to see any of the major leagues this year, or if it's not going to be until next year that because he of the injury. starts because of the injury. Um, and we know that when DL Hall does get called up this year, his innings are going to be really limited. So I do think that it's going to be a significantly better team next season. I do think that the mm. I do think that this team is going to be better in the second half this season than it has been in the first half because and as, and as you know the hard part in the al east is every single one of those teams now likes to spend money in <laughs> being a red sox fan the yankees and the red sox are always going to spend money the red sox don't look like they have a great core all the time moving forward their pitching staff's a disaster um but you have tampa who always seems to be in it and then yeah Toronto so it's it's just always a tough fight but Baltimore does have the best young talented team in that it'll yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do I think that the goal is to build a homegrown team as much as possible when it comes to position players and a and the the bullpen and a handful of starters but one of the main reasons that they moved back the wall is because they want to be able to sign some good starting pitchers to the rotation because guys (laughs) didn't guys did not want to sign in Baltimore because of the wall. It's like signing in Colorado or something. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, Because the ball just flies out and these pitchers who've been pitching to, you know, a 2.5 ERA elsewhere, they don't, they didn't want to come to Camden Yards and have their ERA inflated up to a four or four point five or whatever because the balls that they're hitting that would be called in the warning track are suddenly just flying out of the park. So a lot of people like to make jokes that the reason why it was done was just to make it so that instead of developing pitching that they, they could just, you know, create pitching that way um but it was of course the pitchers prefer it obviously um but the pitchers not with the team right now who are going to be free agents prefer it too and then we'll actually be able to sign guys let me ask you about your some of your starters real quick uh it's like kyle bradish is going in game one jordan lyle's the veteran going in game two bradish has a 682 era so hasn't been going great from him for him the Lyles has a 450. 
ERA. So is it just that your starters are not good and then the bullpen's good? And that's, I mean, it, can you can you add like if you were well, to add some top line dudes, like does this like overnight a different team kind of thing? Like because the starters aren't good. Um. For, well, for one, we only have four starters right now. Yeah, well, so that's one just, problem. Just, <laughs> just even having a, a fifth starter uh, would that that would change things significantly. Um, Bradish is a one of the Orioles' top prospects, and he's had a handful of incredible starts and a handful of bad starts. And I think that the thing with him is just getting it together and he's a young prospect. He's new to the major leagues and this is common with young guys who are new to the majors. Sometimes you just get a slow start, get off to a slow start. So I I think that he's, we're going to see him settling in and picking up and that he'll end up with a, a much better ERA over the course of the season. And we really like Jordan Lyles. He's pitched. He's been very good for us. He's had a few bad outings, but has most, mostly been very good. And he was signed to be an innings eater. And that's, he's more than done that for us. He's pitched, you know, five, six, seven innings and one games. Um, and then we've Tyler Wells. We've just had, he's, gone above and beyond our expectations but I I do think that yes just even if we had a fifth starter who is an actual who actually had okay so I'm gonna backtrack a little and just kind of stop all of that and go to something that I was saying start last like during the offseason what I've been saying is that if the starting pitching ERA this season if it can be sub five uh, combined sub five ERA for the starting pitching. Mm -hmm. This team will have a considerably better record than it has in any year since 2016. That shouldn't be that much to ask either. No, (laughs) it shouldn't. It should not be, but the Orioles have not had a a starting rotation under five ERA. Well, you're going uh, up against Marcus Stroman, who does not have a sub five ERA after his last terrible start at Wrigley Field against Jordan Lyles. That's kind of a bit of a veteran. That's game two. And then Keegan Thompson, which is like, he's kind of our young guy who, you know, he's, he's our Kyle Bradish, I guess, you know? And yeah. so that's like the prospect game. And then you kind of got the veteran game. Both these games are, I think at six o'clock somewhere yeah. around there. And, yeah. We do, uh, we do seven Oh five Eastern times. So, so would... six Oh five uh, central and the weather, I don't know. Like you, you tell me, I, I know it gets pretty humid there in Baltimore this time of year. It's going to be 87 on Wednesday, low of 69. 87, low of 69 with that thunderstorms. That That's saying, like, that's saying home run weather to me because that that's a, uh, that's a classic Baltimore summer day. You get that heat and the humidity pumps up and you get the atmospheric instability and then boom. So um, with tomorrow... It's no. a bad bad hair day, I believe they call them too. <laughs> My hair thrives in the humidity, so it's a good hair day for me. But I know it's the opposite for most people. I'm at the age where I have just no hair days. I don't. I, I never notice my hair. It does nothing. Um, 
So I, I got to ask you, Danny. I have a couple hard hitting questions that I'd, I'd I'd like to ask. Um, Please, is that is that okay? Yeah, um, go right ahead, Heather. Um, crab cakes or Chicago beef? <laughs> crab cakes. All right, all right. I don't I don't eat beef, so. It failed, fly girl. What do you say, crab cakes uh, or, or Chicago beef? Yes. Yes. Okay. Can I have both too? Can I have a Can I have a crab cake on top of a beef? My, Ooh, that uh, sounds good. Michael. Turf. Michael, The Wire or Roseanne? What's a better <laughs> show? <laughs> He's muted. Oh, Michael's muted. Sorry about that. Yeah, The Wire. Holy uh, crap. All right, Roseanne. All right, all right. All right, Danny. John Waters or John Hughes? Oh, that's tough. I, I got to go Ooh, Waters, that, though. I, I, yeah. I, I got a I Baltimore person on the show. I can't not no, I'm going. Yeah. I, I got to go Hughes all over for that. Yeah, John Waters is fun, but all John right. Hughes. In, Come infield on. Fly Girl, Billy Holiday or Muddy Waters? Muddy Waters. All right, all right, all right. And then uh, lastly, Heather, I'm going to ask you, Cal Ripken or Ryan Sandberg? Cal Ripken. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> it's the right answer. What kind of question is that? Cal Ripken, <laughs> uh, Muddy Waters was the correct answer. Danny John Waters was right. Uh, Roseanne was the correct answer. Uh, yeah. Not not the one. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, I, I, got, I got a question like that. Uh, real baseball card or NFT baseball card from Candy that they're giving out on game two uh, to get people into the ballpark? On That's weird. When... Uh, Wednesday's game. Hold on, you can give away NFTs as a a, a, a giveaway. At, yeah, you're like a text. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, you know what? Yeah, we're, we're just giving. gonna walk in and they're gonna. It's hand fine. It I got a screenshot. Us. Everybody's getting an <laughs> NFT that's right, watching right the show right now. Look, there I know. I, I, was I, trying, I was trying to decide whether or not I, I should go to the games or not, and you know, obviously now I have to. Yeah, so that I you can, can get this super cool <laughs> yeah. NFT. Now, if if it was if it was an NFT of the Billy Ripken card that says "fuck you" on the bottom, I'd totally go. Yeah, yeah, fuck face. It said, yeah, fuck face. Yeah, fuck face. Greatest baseball card of all time. Okay, (laughs) so Heather, if some Cubs fans are going to head out to Baltimore, you know, because they aren't working, they're the the other fifteen percent, right? They want to go out to the game. They want to see what's going on. Like, what can they expect at Camden Yards? Where should they go? You know, is it is it a fun place for visiting fans? I mean, Lyle, you would maybe know a little bit about this as well. You know, what What can they expect and where should they go? What should, you know. What should uh, they- <laughs> well, yeah, what should we eat and drink? So, Orioles fans are very nice. Like, the, the environment at Camden Yards is just super positive. So, people are just excited that everybody is there. Um, Thanks, St. Louis. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, no. <laughs> I like um, that. um yeah so for for food at camden yards um you guys were asking about crab cakes or beef um or chicago beef you got to try some baltimore beef and they've got um a boogs barbecue at the park which is pit beef and that Mm. is baltimore barbecue and baltimore beef wait whose barbecue is that Boog Powell. 
Boogs. Oh, okay, I got a little confused because yeah. we have a we have a Shambi booger in our uh, booth. Yeah, we got Boogs. Well, you know we're going to have to hear about that as Boog takes credit for it. Um, it and- it's going to be all both both games. That's all they're going to talk about. Yeah, occasionally Boog will be there in in the line standing while everybody goes through, so that everybody who wants to can stand and get a selfie or a picture with him. <laughs> I thought you meant he was waiting to get his own food. No. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't. He he doesn't own the stand anymore. Cause apparently, he had he had to move back to Florida because his wife isn't doing well. So the team mm. bought it from him, but they fly him out for a number of games a, a season so that he can keep on doing his whole like greeting the fans as they buy barbecue thing, which and is very you, sweet. I went to uh, I think it was 2017 that the last time the Cubs were in Baltimore, and I went to the game. Uh, it was uh, Jose Quintana's first game that he had 12 strikeouts or something like that. And I went to a, it's, it's like a cafeteria, a seafood cafeteria and um, not too far from the ballpark, maybe a mile or something like that. And I'm having trouble remembering the name of it, but it's like that you walk in and there's multiple stands where you can, uh, it's like a fish market or something like that. Oh, do you mean um, the, uh... I'm going to look it up. Really. Yeah. The, the main, the I'm, I am such yeah, a bad it's... Baltimorean right now that I'm blinking on the name of our main Bradley's, market. Bradley's in Lexington Market. Lexington Market, yes. yeah. It... Um, Lexington Market is going through a lot of renovations right now, and I'm not sure how much of it is open at the moment. Okay. But for food outside of the stadium, uh, d- don't – don't get stuff in the like immediate vicinity of Camden Yards or in the Inner Harbor. The food in Baltimore City is amazing. It is such a good food city. It is incredible. And you would not know that getting food in the Inner Harbor or right around Camden Yards because that's where all of the the, the chains are or the tourist trappy food. And Baltimore has find the same at regularly. Yeah, very, Baltimore yeah. has very few chain restaurants or chains in general. Like, there are very few, but that's where they are located because local businesses can't afford to be there. So you want to go into uh, Highland Town or Hamden or Mount Vernon um, or Federal Hill um, and just one of the actual it, neighborhoods. Just get away. Get yeah. get out of the neighborhood or get, get out of the the vicinity of the stadium and go into a yeah. neighborhood. Get, Google map it. Look at your right. your tra- your yeah. whatever uh, app you like to use for travel. Dine- the- Baltimore City diners are incredible. I mean, there I was love a, diner food. There's no, a the best. A, a movie that Baltimore, was made. Baltimore set- and New Jersey are the two best diner yeah. cities in yeah. America. Yes. Exactly. Or t- yeah, exactly. state cities, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bal- Baltimore diners are just top notch and if you people always ask where to go to get seafood in baltimore and people will name this restaurant or this restaurant and my answer is always the diners just it doesn't matter which one go to the diners they're gonna have the best grandma's soup recipe or something yeah they're they're gonna have the best maryland crab chowder um because they have Maryland has a specific crab chatter. They're going to have the best crab cakes. I am there so effing hungry right now. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. Danny, yeah. Danny, how's that chicken? 
I know. Yeah. I didn't even eat dinner. I was telling him that my my chicken sandwich didn't cook in time because my stove is kind of on the fritz. So you're talking about all this food, and I'm like, oh god, I had a piece of yeah. cheese before I started the show. I'm dying. Yeah, and like near me, there's a a pizza restaurant that has been open since like 1942, and it's what they call now Baltimore style pizza which was originally based on Greek style pizza, which is not something that like anywhere, anywhere else in the country does. What's Greek and pizza? What, what is that? Entail? It's the crust. The crust so, is different. Yeah, it is. No, it's got feta cheese on it. That's the only no. difference. No, no. It's just, it's just feta on red sauce. It's so the, <laughs> the, the crust itself is um, pan fried mm. before the pizza itself is baked so all the the crusts are like pre-cooked um before you order the pizza because they are all um they're all pan fried to make it so that they are this like kind of crispy buttery crust that's a combination of like flaky and crispy on the outside and soft on the inside um so it's it's like a, it's not, it's, it's not a deep dish, but it's thicker than regular pizza while still being like crispy. Mm. Um, it's delicious. Um, Angel Moreno's writing in that black cat is friendly. Those that are listening only to the podcast version of this show don't know that uh, I have cheese got a, a cat that uh, wants her attention. I think at this point would, would rather the show be over soon. No, so he that, wants, uh, he wants our attention. Like, I think that cat wants crap chance. cakes. That cra- that cat wants crab cakes as much as the rest of us. I, I just want to say that our black cat is friendly and likes to bite. Yeah, right. mine too. I got a friendly black cat who also yeah. likes to bite. Yeah. yeah. This is, well, this is Alexander Guinness Humphrey Bogarts. <laughs> and he is just dying for attention in general. But he watches TV with me and he has very strong feelings about baseball. So <laughs> don't we don't we all? Um, so I really appreciate you coming on, Heather. Uh, first time guest, hopefully not the last time. Um, it, you know, we don't play Baltimore too much, but we'll definitely see you on Twitter and we'll have a fun time this weekend. Just like two mediocre teams freaking <laughs> having at it. Uh, ha- Heather, Heather, who's the next Jake Arietta that the Cubs are going to steal from, um, <laughs> from you guys and can just so we know who to look out for and really pay attention to. I mean, I, that's just going to be a thing of the past now that two things have happened. Uh, the wall has been moved back, and we don't have a really fucking shitting, shitty pitching development staff right. in the minors and majors anymore. Yeah. Jake, yeah, Jake, Jake definitely was not happy with what was going on in Baltimore. Was very no, oh, my God. The pit- he would talk about it all. Anytime you asked, he would talk about it. The, the pitching development and coaching in the Duquette era was so terrible. Can I tell you how happy I am for Kevin Gosman that he is doing well now because I always believed in him and I always knew he was going to be an ace and that it was not going to happen while still in Baltimore. Um, so... Pincus asks, is there another Stropy for us too? But it sounds like there's not, that you're just going to keep the guys that are good and actually go for it, which if you ask me, you know, Baltimore's been, uh, I mean, it's 
I love Baltimore. Like I, my band used to play in Baltimore all the time. We used to play Fletcher's. I don't know if that place is still around or anything, mm-hmm. but uh, Dingleberry Dynasty was like our sing, our sister <laughs> band, and they were a lot of fun. And I had so much fun in Baltimore playing Eight by Ten Club. I think we played one time, and just what a, what an awesome city! I've always had a good time there, and you guys deserve to be competitive in the AL East. It's a tough division and I yeah. want nothing. I, you, just like the White Sox, you got to bring Earl Weaver back, you know, bring your old manager back, mm-hmm. try, try to make it happen. Um, is it Earl Weaver still alive? No, no, I didn't no think he, so. he died five years ago, six years ago. To be fair, we're not sure if Tony La Russa is still alive. Still either. alive either. Yeah, we're yeah they sure. just put him in the dugout. It, yeah, it's like <laughs> Bernie's. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Brandon Hyde can do over the next few years. He w- he's been dealt a, a difficult hand and has been, you know, I, I think. Another Cubs connection. It, yeah. He's been exceeding expectations in my mind with what he has been given. I, I don't think that a lot of other people could be making this group of guys do what they're doing. Um so. Well, well, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a one Cubs convention. Him and Robinson Chirinos are our Cubs convention on this <laughs> on this Orioles team right now. So, well, thank you so much for coming on. We'll definitely talk to you again soon, and uh, we'll let you go, and then try to finish off this show somehow because yeah. we always have we always have trouble doing that. And Lyle's like <laughs> Lyle's like, damn it, I need to go by nine thirty, you idiot. <laughs> so, all right, well, thank you so much, Heather. Where can where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, yeah, you guys can find me at. Uh, I really need to change my handle to something. It's like Elaine Focal or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's it's Irish, and I should Google it at some point. So it's at A-L-A-I-N-N-F-O-C-A-I-L. It's probably like Elaine Fouchal or something like that. But, yeah. Very cool. Uh, yeah, fo- follow Heather on there, and uh, thanks for coming on Sun Ranto. We'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Um, very cool. Uh, a couple of announcements. We'll get out of here. Um, Bleacher Bum Band. Looks like we're going to go on uh, July 2nd. I don't know if we should play pregame or postgame. It's a 6 o'clock start against Lyle's Boston Red Sox. And I just I know my friends. I know that they won't be at the show after a game. Right. Because pre-game. they're a bunch of lousy trucks. So that's why I say pregame. Yet, um, it, Bleacher Jeff's like, oh, the, the bullpen really wants to come see us, so we have to go postgame. And I'm like, well, and also people like to party and watch rock bands post after games. Maybe people haven't seen us. So I have a poll up on Twitter, pregame or postgame, take a look, vote. And then I will still do what I want to do. But I <laughs> did want your input. Um, uh. This Wednesday night, I believe, we are going to try to have a Twitter space like we did um, last week. It went really well. Like a hundred people came through. We're talking. We had a, we had a great time of, of it. Um, we had Miguel um, uh, 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 blanking on his name. Um, Esparza, the Spanish language uh, voice of the Chicago Cubs came through, gave us like some fun stuff about Christopher Morelli just to talk to him and stuff. So never know what's going to happen in there. Uh, Jack Pastorovic, a lot of guys that the ranters know came through. We had a great conversation. So we're going to try to do that um, after the uh, game on Wednesday night. And also um, 
We'll do a Yankees preview for the Patreon people. At some point, we'll be releasing that through the Patreon feed only. It'll be a podcast only. Just want to let you know. And uh, Baseball Rabbit Hole, you've been knocking out the uh, uh, the podcast there, Michael. And uh, you got a new theme song. Yeah. Uh, I, I will made be you one. debuting it hopefully on Monday. I'm, I'm working on that episode now. And uh, I thought doing names of the teams would be like a really quick, easy one to – run through and I'm finding out that no, they're really long and in depth because none of these teams ever want to keep the same name for very long. For some well, they used to just be nicknames, right? Well, we got, we got to listen. Yeah. We're not talking about it right now. We're going to, we're going to talk about um, uh, the chance for a chance. Now, uh, it, Angel Moreno correctly points out that Miguel Esparza is the Elvis impersonator. Yeah, he he also not only was he Spanish voice of the Cubs, he is an Elvis impersonator, which just makes that. you just incredible as a, a person in my book. Um, uh, hey, 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 Lee's Cram, and also John Pincus. I was going to come out for the Red Sox game, but Danny told me not to because it wasn't a good time, so not coming. Yeah, I don't want him to see the <laughs> band. All he does is get to throw rotten fruit at me. <laughs> he told me no, so here I am. Um, and. And uh, I, I'm going to do, before we, uh, this flexing cube out of here, which I don't know if you know that we do this, IFG. I know Lyle knows all about it, but he probably doesn't have one unless you do. Um, I sent you one. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll try to get it up there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> through, the, through, the, through the mail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I still mailed it. <laughs> did, did you really send me one? I thought I did on Twitter, no. Uh, I don't think, I don't know if I have it. But, right. um. I, I will do chance for a chance now so I don't forget uh, because I did forget last time. So it, hashtag chance in the chat and you could win a postcard of Frank Chance sent to you by me uh, in the mail. And so I'm going to share my screen here. Um, well, for whatever reason, it doesn't show that there are any entries. Hold on a second. Well, why would that be? Um, you fuck my, this up every time. They just assumed you weren't <laughs> going to do it. No, no, yeah, no, no. They've been saying chance in the chat. I'm going to do it again, as you can see. I'm. The, all right, here we go. There we go. Right, there we go. We got some. We got some chancers here. Uh, chance in the chat. Thirteen. Get your chance. Five, four, three, two. Here I go. Cub Doggy, congratulations, Cub Doggy! You are the winner. Nineteen eighty-one. Will I'll be in contact. I believe he's won before. Yeah, I think that's the second time for him. That's Eric, I believe. There are people who have been doing this every single time, never won, and all these other people just keep winning over and over. Yeah, the fix is in. The yeah, Uh, congratulations to Cub Doggy. Um, What, What do you? What do you what do you think, uh, Danny? That we should wager on this Red Sox Cubs series. We don't have to talk about it now, but I just wanted to put it in your head. I have an idea what I'm going to ask of you. Well, I'll tell you what. We got a pretty good one. Me and Johnny Onomatopoeia with the National Series thought of a pretty good one, which is uh, one of us has to get like a Craigslist job for the day, like a get, like do do a, a random random gig work, like you know, go rake leaves at something, or you know, just we ha- we have to we got to get a job. Is basically and uh, so that's pre- so. Why? What are you thinking? I, I have like three jobs. I, 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 I have five, <laughs> so I don't no, need another job. job. Yeah, I, I know. know. I'm like that's where I really go for jobs. Like this is how I pay my rent. I, like, I, I, I think if the if the Red Sox win 
more games than the Cubs in this series. I think I'm going to ask you to start the wave in the bleachers. I already do that uh, just to piss people off. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, I, want it, I want it to happen. And I want to see people uh, throw things at you. Oh, well, we just want to see people throw things at them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I could get other people. I could get people to throw things at me in lots of ways that might be <laughs> even more fun for me. That's where I'm starting. I haven't decided yet, and you know, maybe you guys uh, can can think about it. Yeah, too. let's let's brainstorm. I I was thinking maybe I have to sing "Go Cubs Go" uh, with the lyrics of "Dirty Water" or something like that. Oh, I don't know. Oh, 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 all right. I don't know something that's that's easy actually and not very embarrassing at all. <laughs> So um, I I did want to point out uh, this uh, Al Yellen. Uh, T- I'll start with the TFCs. Al, Al Yellen out there uh, basically living Michael Cotton's best life. Uh, an entire article about how Marquee is a flop, and uh, he says, and this is, I've heard Michael Cotton say this many many times on the show, and I will drop the link. I will drop the link in, uh, to this entire article, which you can go read in the in the chat here. And uh, the, I'll just read this uh, out part of this Al Yellen article on Bleed Cubby Blue. He said, uh, because Boog Chiambi and whoever he's with in the booth, whether it's Jim Deshays, Rick Sutcliffe, or Ryan Dempster, frequently ignore what's happening on the field and go off on random tangents. It feels like I'm watching a podcast <laughs> with certain topics they feel <laughs> they must bring up and the action on the field is secondary there are times an entire inning will go by and maybe a couple pitches will be called. Yep. So it's an I, amazing thing that these people whose job it is, number one job is just tell us about the game, can't seem to do that. They just can't seem to just tell us about the game that's happening right in front of us. Yeah. So uh, I got to ask you guys because I haven't had your opinion yet, and that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up. Is IFG like what are you thinking of the marquee? Do, do you tune into Pat Hughes or you you're watching the? I know you got what like MLB. Yeah, I, I got MLB TV. Um, I used to just turn on Park Sounds uh, and watch the game. Uh, they took that option away a couple years ago, and I rather miss it. That's um, a good option. I like that. Oh my gosh, that was great! But you know. Uh, the last few games I've had the other teams feed on, and it was like the fourth inning before I noticed. Um, I mostly just tune it out. <laughs> I don't really pay attention to the broadcast at all. La, what do you think? Has have the Cubs like zagged too far into like national broadcast land? Or yeah, I just think they it's lost its soul. I think Mike, you know, Michael complains about it a lot, but there is a soullessness to it. It's just. It's not as good. I prefer the radio yeah. broadcast. If it's not the radio broadcast, yeah. I prefer nothing. And I'm not going to lie. I sometimes prefer – I know everyone's going to lose their mind. I prefer the national broadcast when the Cubs are playing on Sunday night than I do some of the guys that are doing the Cubs games now. Yeah, and Angel Moreno says, then listen to Pat and Ron, which is kind of what I do. Uh, even though the radio tends to be ahead – that's actually an advantage because I like actually get the play before the rest of Twitter. Right, they're all like, they're all watching, so I'm just like, yeah, home run, and I'm like the first guy to tweet it because I'm listening to the freaking old fashioned. Well, picture. also it'll get you if if you're listening if you're listening to it and you have the video on, it gets your attention. 
Yeah, and I'm like, like, oh, oh something's happening. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you can actually do shit, and you hear about something that's going to happen a minute and a half before, so you have time to go see it on your TV. Yeah, and Terry says uh, Boog seems to be interviewing who is, who's ever he's in the booth with. With I mean, totally. That comes from the national kind of style of things, and God, I just I mean, as interesting as it is to hear from the players. Wow, I mean, it's just every damn game they got him down there or mic'd up or in the dugout or something, and you're just missing half. You're missing the game. Like I don't know. Um, so anyway, I, th- I think that's a great uh, article that, and I was surprised that Al wrote it because he's interviewed Boog before. So I mean, I, I'm sure he's going to take a little heat. Don't read the comments because <laughs> they'll be hot and heavy. Um, I actually do want to read those comments. Yeah, that would be fun. So. Um, all right, who else has got a TFC? By the way, uh, TFC stands for this flexing cube, as in cube fan flexing on the internet. So, yeah. well, there's uh, plenty of those to pick from. I will one. start. I, I have this one coming off of Reddit, uh, in the Cubs Reddit there. And the question put to Cubs Reddit was, who's your favorite all-time Cubs player? And... Uh, Television Frank says, I'll go with Reed Johnson. Looking like some 1920s MFer with his pants tucked into his stirrups and was probably the best center fielder we've had in the last 20 years, not named Dexter. And uh, ZXD-318 responded, Reed Johnson didn't fear anything. Fear feared Reed. He was a very existing player to watch. (laughs) <laughs> and I thought that was exactly what Reed Johnson was. He was an existing player to watch. Yeah, he did exist. Excelled at being there. <laughs> he, he was, it was just that's that, one thing you can say about Reed Johnson. He was, he was there. there. He was absolutely there <laughs> until he wasn't. Until, until he got replaced. <laughs> God. Yeah. Then he was. Then he was non-existent. <laughs> oh man! Without um, Jason Fear down. So I don't necessarily want to totally get into this, but I think some of us maybe saw the news on Jason Adam. Is this what you're referring to, Lyle, about the Rays? Not yeah, I did. I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. I said, yeah. So I I did see this, and um, th- you know, I don't want to go into this whole thing, but at, you know, it's one of those like, oh, it comes down to faith. Uh, it's a faith based decision. It's a hard decision, but we're not going to wear the we're not something about Jesus lifestyle. You know, uh, as a as uh, as a heterosexual male, I must abstain from sex too. Out of sight of marriage, no different. All this garbage. Meanwhile, it's just does. Yeah, damage. I'm sure he pulled that one off. I yeah. I, I I believe that the uh, the the flag is a um, uh, a flag of inclusion. I think is what it stands for. If I I, I believe yeah. I'm correct in that, and I believe that the very basis of Christianity is accepting people for who they are and, and to, to accept them and to, to wish them, you know, to go to visit. Jesus. Yeah. You, you'd apparently be wrong. So, eat, but eat. apparently none of that's true because eat. So that's, so obviously Adam's that a, makes him a homo. Uh, obviously Adam's a flexing cube in and of himself. He's a cube, a cube head, but I, I enjoyed uh, when Bleacher Nation wrote a little article about it and posted it on Twitter. And uh, this guy wrote in, he said, Tyler Martano says, weird. Jason Adam didn't bring any of this up when I blew him in a Mariano's parking garage last year. <laughs> so, it's just like, you know, it always happens like that. It's that like, there's always deflecting away from who they are. Like, it's so odd how that works. Like, preachers are like that a lot of times. 
Yeah, and you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about all of it. It's just it's just stupid. Well, I also I also like all the MLB stuff, like the all the military uniform stuff and all that other shit. Like I don't I don't love all that shit either. Like I just like let's just wear our regular uniforms. Like I think some of the cool uniforms are cool, but when it feels like it's just an advertisement for something, so I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe. well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump onto this as well and I'm gonna uh put IFG on the spot here because she had a great flex on this. We're all going to wear a special color to support mothers. Cool. We're all going to wear a special hat to support first responders. Fine. We're all going to wear a rainbow to say, Hey, gay people are okay. Now hold on. I'm not gay. (laughs) Yeah. You're not a mom or a cop either, bro. (laughs) Which I thought was an excellent response. Yeah. Yes. Totally. So you've been all over this. So I, d- I did want to bring it up just to give you kind of the floor on this one. I, you know, it's no secret. I, I was raised uh, in an extremely evangelical uh, religion. I sort of gave that all up in my early 20s. Um, but I mean, I was a Sunday school teacher. I have a lot of the Bible memorized. I know what it says and what it doesn't say. And I know who said it and who didn't say it. And Jesus didn't say a single thing about homosexuality. Not one word. Yeah, we um, need it. We we need an obvious shirt that just says Jesus didn't say that. <laughs> I, you know, That's actually I, a good one. I'd wear I'd wear that one. <laughs> I respect the fact that people have religions and that they have their own belief systems. But you know, a a very wise man once told me that uh, your right to swing your fist ends where the other man's nose begins. You can have your religion. You don't get to put it on other people. And if the thing that you're willing to fight for is not accepting other people for who they are, you're the bad guy in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, the way it's kind of like, you know, your right to make a cup snake ends where my karate chop begins. There you go. It's very similar. (laughs) Terry E says, I just thank God both my parents were atheists. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. I mean, I know you have been very very vocal on Twitter about that. And you're just like, it's because it's, you know, it's kind of abusive, you know, to be indoctrinated into this dogmatic situation based upon something of questionable veracity. And, and, And Danny's mother was a nun. Yeah, no, I got so, into it. We talked a little bit about it, so it, it is, um, it is. Interesting, but yeah, for, but you know, about I just feel bad if like there's, you know, if you are a Braves fan and you have these players that you're supposed to, and you're gay or or supportive. And I'm the first person to say that you know I was raised in Tampa. I've been to most of the major league baseball games I've ever seen were at the Tropicana Field. I, I grew up in that stadium, and and the Tampa Bay Rays have always been very very good. Um, about their their LGBT outreach, at least in my opinion. And I mean, I was there at the game that they held after the the Pulse shooting. And it was the one time I've ever been in a sold out Tropicana field. It was incredible. Uh, I still have the t-shirts. Um, we are Orlando and the big, you know, rainbows. And they had the big rainbow on the field and, and they were not quiet about their support at all. Uh, and I think somebody really messed up in this situation. Um, first of all, making a part of the uniform optional, which I'm pretty sure is against MLB rules in the first place. Like they defaced their uniforms. 
Um, But, but I think making, making, you know, the team's symbol of acceptance optional was a huge miss. Yeah. 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 Wear the damn uniform. We're paying you enough. You're on the team. Put it. This is what the team is doing. This is what the team stands for and suck it up. Wear the damn rainbow pride thing. You know, that's. Yeah. I I saw someone post. um, I'm seeing a lot of the Japanese players wear these military uniforms near the 4th of July and whatnot. And I think that is the very, very military that wiped half of their civilization off the face of the earth. So just wear the fucking uniform. Yeah. (laughs) And And again, I'm like, well, yeah, maybe they shouldn't wear those, but whatever. I mean, Jason Adam had no trouble wearing the shirt that said Devil Rays. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that was stupid that they got rid of that anyway. I was just like, dude, yeah, it's it an animal called the Devil and Nobody really thinks it's the devil coming in. Yeah, no- that's Central Florida for you. I know. We can't go to see that team. We got to be Marlins fans. Oh, no, the Marlins has a giant spike like a sword. Uh, the devil has a sword and, you know, I don't know. People are crazy. People are crazy. Well, uh, that's our show. We have winners galore. If you like what we do here on the Sunranto show, you should become a Patreon patron at patreon.com slash Sunranto. It's how we keep the lights on in here. It's how we buy beers for ourselves so I can have enough courage to go chop cup snakes in half. Um, uh, I had a great time tonight, guys. I hope you all did, too. Uh, we really had a quite quite the show. It's just a lot of people rolled through. We talked a lot about a lot of things. And uh, there's a that's a Cardinals five game series for you. Um, so there's your show. Spagog, spagog. I guess yeah, spagog. Bye everybody. Spagog. Bye. Took the train from Barrington to get drunk and have some fun in the bleachers. Fireballs at Cubby Bear with his friends. He doesn't care if he's late. He boos and screams and cheers And he pounds a dozen beers in the bleachers But the highlight of his day was when he made a cup snake They piled it high and piled it higher Left field sucks came from the choir They stacked those cups for 27 rows how beautifully built those cups were Till a mean red shirt in a shirt Said, buddy, I think it's time to go He's the cup snake guy Chases Jägermeister with a Mai Tai but the best part of the game was stacking cups up in the ninth. He's a cup snake guy. Well, he came to see the Cubs, but instead he's stacking cups in the bleachers. He was too drunk by the fourth to care about the score of the game. But he's reaching for the sky, heaping cups up super high in the bleachers. Worth a hundred bucks he paid to get drunk and make a cup snake. Everything felt so fantastic, holding his pillar of flat. 
plastic A monument to Wrigley's drunken fans Beer and dip-spit raining showers From the massive slobber tower Thank God they gave up cups instead of cans He's a Cubs day guy Gonna lose his Terrio jersey tonight And the best part of the game Was stacking cups up in the ninth He's a Cubs day From the suburbs and he's usually white And the best part of the game was stacking cups up in the ninth He's a Cubs I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion 
while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.